And as an elementary kid, I would come up and I would do the scriptures in front of the church. And I was like, oh, I wonder, I wonder about this. Like, wow. I'd be a pastor. You know, yeah. I, I remember a couple moments like that. But then it was uh, in college, uh, a man called me out in a meeting and and basically said I was going to be in ministry. And wow. But that was, I don't know, 13 or 14 years before I actually wow. stepped into full-time ministry. Yes. What's up, everybody? This is a podcast takeover. This is Pastor Chris, and I am not your usual host. And I'm really happy to be hosting today. I'm sitting on the other side of the microphone from someone you know dearly, you love dearly. He's on this podcast every single time. And even though it's a podcast takeover, he's still with us today. Would you please welcome Pastor Nathan Schneck. <laughs> wow, that was probably the best introduction I've ever had in my, in my whole life. Let's go. So thank you for that. Yep. Appreciate it. And I'm hoping our producer, Carl, puts the uh, Chicago Bulls theme over that <laughs> there intro there. <laughs> As a child of the 90s, I know what Let's that's go. all about. Yep, I made the 90s just barely. I'm so glad. <laughs> now people have to figure out if I mean like I was born in 99 or I was born in 1990, but that's up to them to figure out. So... Hey, welcome everybody to the podcast. We have an exciting episode. Like I said, your standard host, Pastor Nate Schneck, is actually the one on the flip side of the microphone today. And we have the privilege of just hearing a little bit more from him. He does such an amazing job on this podcast, just drawing things out of our guests. And today we flip the tables and we're going to hear a little bit more about his life and a little bit more about what God is speaking to him in uh, the current season. So, Nathan, yeah, welcome again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. And, and full disclosure here, we basically have no preparation for this. And so <laughs> we're just going to roll with it and, yeah. and hope something blesses all you out there that are listening. So it'll be fun no matter what we do. And that's not to say we're not intentional. We intentionally... <laughs> yes in some form of the word, <laughs> decided to wait until this morning. And we're thankful that the Holy Spirit will uh, will yeah, cover us. He speaks. Yeah, he yes. speaks. Uh, we do have a little bit of uh, some content ideas, so, so don't fear. But I would like to just crack things open by just hearing, you know, if you're a part of our church, many of you have seen uh, Pastor Nate and you're at least familiar with um, him as a pastor and hearing him speak and teach on Sundays. But Nate, I'd love to just hear a little bit more about yourself. Um, maybe outside of church life and what people see on a Sunday. Sure. What do you enjoy doing and who are you? What other hats do you wear in life? Yeah. Well, one of my biggest hats is as uh, a husband and, and a father, of course. And so I have three wonderful kids. Uh, I have two daughters that are 10 now and seven and, and a son that's just over one year old. And so a lot of my time right now is 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 being dad to my kids and, and I enjoy that cool. so much. Um, another big part of, of who I am is I, I love uh, the outdoors. <laughs> I love nature. I, I think you can you can find an appreciation, a, a greater appreciation for who God is. Um, by being in nature and, and especially him as a creator 
and it's it's kind of one of those places where I'm able to um, reset find rest which is yeah. another thing that that the lord has really been highlighting to me in in this season and so the the outdoors uh help me to do that so i enjoy hunting fishing hiking um just just being outside we we live out on some acreage and and just being out there just brings me so much life so i love that um I love to read. I'm constantly reading. I'm sort of forced to read now with, with some of the things I'm doing as part of my job, but yeah. but I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I'm, as as many of you ha- who have heard some of my messages before, I'm, I'm a little bit on the introverted side, uh, which is funny that, that God brings an introvert to speak in front of people and, and something I would have probably not imagine myself doing or desiring to do but yeah. uh there's there's beauty in yeah. that and your middle name is moses so it's fitting. <laughs> right i stutter i stutter and no, i can't no, no, understand no, 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 no. <laughs> no. um actually it's robert, robert okay. yes nathan yeah. robert you I, I i can tell now chris is going to start calling me nathan robert <laughs> <laughs> um so those are those are some of the things i enjoy uh you know Speaking about popular culture, believe believe it or not, pastors still do you know keep up on things a little uh, bit, uh-huh. and so I love sports, uh, especially yes. football. But I kind of keep up with with everything, yeah. And so I, I like to do that as well. I love it. Do you have a favorite um, pitcher on a football team? <laughs> that's, no, I that's, don't. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> no, that's good. That's so good. Do you have a favorite football team? A fa- uh, well, Vikings. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so sad. Yeah, I know. It, it Me too, though. Sad. It is sad. But. Well, that's good. Um, so, you've been on staff at Burning Hearts Church now for over Yes, a over a year. Mm-hmm. How was the transition from your prior work? And many of you listening probably know and remember Nate was an engineer for many years leading up to this. Mm-hmm. Um, studied engineering in college. Sorry, I'm telling your story now. Let's get, go for it. <laughs> but how did you end up in this place? But even maybe more importantly, the question I want to ask is, what has the transition been like coming from a 40, 50-hour-a-week corporate job into what we do here at the church? Yeah, it's been an interesting transition, but a really good one. And, and just a little bit about my background. Um, so I, I'll, I'll go back even farther. And so as, as a child, um, I grew up in a pretty traditional Lutheran church and um, my faith was important to me and, and to our family. You know, we did, we did a lot of things around church. And in, I think it was sixth grade, I uh, had a Sunday school teacher who had been saved in the Jesus People Movement and talked about actually being saved and having a personal relationship with Jesus. And I remember uh, actually praying in a moment in, in one of my Sunday school classes to receive him and feeling the presence of God there, but not really knowing what to do with it afterwards. And so I went throughout uh, my school and you know trying to follow the lord but not really knowing how to have a relationship with with him fast forwarding to college got 
got intru- introduced to a campus ministry called Chi Alpha, which had a profound impact on my life. Okay, discovered, yeah, discovered the Holy Spirit, discovered uh, discipleship in a much deeper manner, uh, developed a hunger for the Word of God, and then all the things that we're going after here just became rooted in my life during that time. Did a lot of serving, did a lot of ministry. Um, and kind of along that path, I, I, I kind of felt a, a calling to ministry, mm-hmm. and um, but I didn't I didn't know what to do with it, mm-hmm. and so I just kept going with with what I knew to do, what I had picked out for my degree, and that that was engineering, yeah. and uh, and so um, a little it would have been about a year and a half ago or so. Uh, Pastor Gina approached me about about uh, coming on staff, and she was really afraid of asking because she's like, "Oh, he'll never give up an engineering job to to be a pastor." Uh, but in that moment, God had been kind of preparing me for that over the the previous year before that, and yeah. and and kind of been just just tugging at my heart a little bit uh, about doing ministry, and so yeah, prayed about it, and and. Uh, fasted and and decided to say yes and it was a yes as a family and not not just myself yeah and so yeah. it was a transition but fast forwarding to how the transition has been you know there's definitely um a different feel to being a pastor as in everything is so much more relational mm-hmm. uh than it was a in engineering, there's definitely a relational aspect of engineering, and, and it's what I actually enjoyed about it the most. Yeah. Uh, but there was always this like tugging that I had to be doing something, and there's like productivity is yeah. is a big thing. Yeah. And and actually coming into an environment where your productivity is actually how you build relationships and build people and, wow. and all those things. Yeah. That was like something that really I had to had to learn, um, and. I had a lot of autonomy at my old job and being a pastor, you have a lot of autonomy too, mm-hmm. uh, but the the different, the demands are different yep. and just kind of like yeah. feeling all that out uh, has been interesting. Uh, even, you know, preaching on Sundays, Yeah, that, that has been something that going into it, I was like, I, I think I can do this, yeah. but then doing it and, and learning and growing and uh, trying to improve on that craft, so, so to speak, yeah. um, has been has been fun, but but a challenging journey as well. Can I ask you something about that too? Had you ever preached a sermon prior to a year and a half ago coming on staff here? I'm just out of total curiosity. Yeah, I would say less than. Hmm. Less than ten times for sure. Maybe even less than five. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Uh, so cool. A couple times in, you know, the 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 formative years in Burning Hearts where we were a ministry and and yeah. not a church. A couple times in in uh, my Chi Alpha days. Yeah. Uh, I had spent in the early days of, of Burning Hearts. We had a Tuesday. Tuesday night uh, school, which is, was a precursor to our discipleship school, yeah. and I did that for over a year. But it wasn't really preaching; it was kind of facilitating yeah. and, and teaching a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. It, well, I can say personally, 
I so appreciate your messages and the style that you teach in, the style that you preach in. And I probably appreciate them maybe even more than others because I'm privileged enough to know who you are behind the scenes and to see your life. You're an extremely authentic person. You're extremely relatable. You're very down to earth and you have a genuine care for people. And seeing that come through your messages is, is really, really special. So. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Speaking about maybe even a little bit about your past prior to being on staff here, did you ever think as a child that, being in church related ministry was something you wanted to do or was that like a later discovery of yours yeah that's interesting i've actually been thinking about that a little bit recently and i i feel like i had a moment or two when i was young um in in my traditional lutheran church where you know even hearing uh relatives talk about it and and their language around it was like uh, you have to have this calling to ministry or when did you receive the call and, uh-huh. and all, all that kind of thing yeah. uh, but but I had a couple moments when I was a little kid you know elementary school part of the the deal in these churches was that you would um, you, you'd have people come up and and read the scriptures and then the, the pastor would come up and then he would give the sermon. Yep. And and as an elementary kid, I would come up and I would do the scriptures in that. front of church. And, <laughs> yes. and so there was this, that. And even I think one time um, during a communion where you actually go up to the altar and kneel yeah. or whatever, kind of felt, I was like, oh, I wonder, I wonder about this. Like, wow. I'd be a pastor. You know, yeah. I, I remember a couple moments like that. Yeah. Um, but then it was uh, in college, just you know, really pursuing the Lord and being on fire for Him. I, I desired to do ministry, and I even had a pretty powerful uh, prophetic word uh, about being called into ministry where uh, a man called me out in a meeting and and basically said I was going to be in ministry. And, wow. and it, the, the word said something to the effect of, uh, I've set you apart as I've set my Levites apart. And from now on, um, my hands will be your hands and my feet will be your feet or something uh, to that yep. effect. And I was like, oh, okay. It's encouraging. Yeah. But that was, I don't know, 13 or 14 years before I actually wow. stepped into full-time ministry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Love hearing that bit about your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously you didn't, you didn't necessarily always think, I'm going to do this. I want to be a pastor. I'm going to do this. But looking back over your life, well, I'll, I'll say this as the asterisk first. The season you're in now, I'm I'm uh, praying and believing you'll be on staff here for like the next 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> but we know that God's always preparing us now for what's ahead of us. And as I look back, even as you're sharing about the last maybe 30 years of your life, you can probably see different ways that God was preparing you for what you're doing now. And I think that same is true for anyone listening. If we take some time and sort of sit back, spend some time reflecting with God, we all could probably see God's plan and God's hand in our past as far as how he was shaping us to be where we are right now. Speak to that a little bit more for Maybe sure. what that 
was like for you or even what that could look like for someone listening who maybe maybe it's not going into full-time ministry right obviously that's an amazing thing that many are called to but not everyone's called there god actually has people all throughout what we'd call the marketplace in different industries and different areas of society but speak to that a little bit what that would look like for someone listening yeah for sure so glad you asked that that question I actually heard this past weekend in in our discipleship school, uh, and shout out to discipleship school. If you're out there listening, you should do it next year. Fill in your application. Uh, I love it. We get to spend a lot of time together and and grow in the Lord, and it's transformative. And you Uh, get a gown and a hat? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we have graduation. No. Okay. (laughs) Choir robe and a hat. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But I heard a a statistic and uh our speaker paul manwaring who some of you are familiar with said that only three percent of christians are are called to full-time vocational ministry Mm. uh, but we're all called to ministry come on and uh and so he he prepares us and i can look back at, at at my own life and how he's prepared me um like Pastor Chris mentioned, I I studied as an engineer, and and it's kind of funny. Throughout my time in school, I was not someone who who was very excited about sharing in front of people. We'll mm-hmm. put it that way. Mm-hmm. I you know. It, Speech is one of your generals that you have to take. Yeah. I put it off until my very last semester. <laughs> I did like four and a half years for my bachelor's and yeah. I put it off until my very last. I was in speech in high school in my senior year and I only did one speech meet the very last oh one gosh. of the year. Because <laughs> I was just, I just, uh, you know, had a, had a little bit of a fear of it. Yeah. Uh, but I can, I can look back at even my classwork, how he how you were just forced to to kind of overcome that and and do different things with projects and do things in groups and and by the time i got to when i needed to do it i was so comfortable with it and then going into my uh my career as um, an engineer there's so many pieces of that that prepared me for what i do today well even i was leading teams of people and uh, one of my favorite things about what I got to do with that is be a part of their lives. Yeah. I got to uh, mentor them, even disciple them, so to speak, as we've been talking about lately, and and in some ways counsel them. I had several people who worked for me that went through really difficult times in their personal lives mm-hmm. that I was able to speak into them, encourage them even pray for them sometimes and and that prepared me for what i'm doing today um i also learned a lot about management and administration and and leading and uh those are all things that are transferable to no matter what you're doing And, and sometimes you can look back at this time period like okay god why did it take whatever it was, 13, 12, 13, 14 yep. years for the door to be opened yep. into what I'm doing now. And I heard Paul Manwaring say this past weekend that um, he wastes nothing. Come on. He gets you ready. 
And I think that's an amazing way to look at what God does in our lives. And so often we want to just be like, bam, write what he has yep. for us, what we, what we think we're called to, all those things. Yep. But he, he wastes no parts of your life. Come on. Um, he said something that was so profound that, that I think might speak to some people that are listening today. And he said, so often we have a fear of making decisions. Hmm. And, and he said, if you are in Christ, if you are submitted to him and you are doing things uh, connected to his heart, you can't make a bad decision. Wow. And that kind of, you know, broke a few b- boxes freeing. in our mind, right? Yep. It, but it's freeing because he said, even if you, you make a decision that, that is poor in maybe the world's eyes, like God can still redeem it, right? You think yeah. about Joseph and uh, I, look, I look back at his story and he has these these amazing dreams and he has the the dream of the the sheaves of wheat and yeah. and the the dreams of the the uh, the stars and the the sun and moon uh-huh. and he's like he just up and shares it with his family right yeah. and maybe not the best decision especially him potentially knowing what what that was <laughs> that what that was talking about yeah. right yeah. and so his brothers like you know think about killing him first like oh, maybe we won't do yeah. that but he get stuck in a hole and sold uh-huh. into sa- slavery and, and and all this stuff but god ends up redeeming his life and he becomes um the person who becomes a, a precursor to jesus like becomes a savior of of wow. israel because he had wisdom and he had favor and he got put in this position in Egypt where he was able to save up grain, yeah. not only save the, the Israelites, but save some surrounding wow. countries as well, the, the Egyptians. And, and then God eventually delivers the Israelites out of, out of Egypt. And so yeah. it's just amazing how he didn't waste anything in, in, um, in his life. He didn't waste anything in yeah. Moses's life who had uh, grown up in, in Egypt in the palace all these different things and and god needed a leader who understood um how to not live as a slave to lead a new nation yep you know all all these different things with with biblical characters and you can probably think about your own life now and how um he he has he doesn't waste our experiences even you uh pastor chris with your your background in education yeah and, and how um how that's helped you in delivering a message, how that's helped yeah. you in relating to uh, the people around you, how, how people learn, yeah. uh, all, all those different things. And then, of course, the background in music as well. Yeah. Um, but, but all those things have prepared you for what you're doing now. And everyone's got a story like that, and it might not be as long or as, as profound as, as Joseph and Moses, uh, but whatever you're doing right now he's preparing you for for what's next and such a good word yeah yeah and and i was i was talking to our school last night our discipleship school and we're coming to the end of our our um our time together and and so often people want a uh like 
kind of like something magical to happen, right? Yeah. Like they, they go into discipleship school and they say, okay, I'm going to go through this school. And when I come out the other end, it's going to be like a machine or an assembly line. Like right, right. I came in in pieces and I came out, uh, you know, as a robot and or I'll whatever. Be doing this. Yeah, and I'll be, yeah exactly. Thing, yeah. yeah. We, we sometimes have those expectations, which... Um, aren't necessarily bad to have an expectation of, of what the Lord has for you. Right. Um, but, he, but he most often works in, in pieces. True. You know what I mean? We go through these different experiences in our life and, and it gives us a piece yeah. of whatever our calling is or, or what he has for us. Yeah. And, and he doesn't, he doesn't normally unveil the whole picture yeah. in, in one instant in time. And so we have to just ask him like, okay, what, what are you building in me right True. now? Uh, what, what part of my calling are you, um, are you developing? Come on. Uh, and, and, and really not only focusing on what he's doing in you, but, but focusing on, what's on his heart yeah and and directing because that's another thing sometimes we can get so so caught up in like okay what am i supposed to do what am i called to do yep. what's my destiny if you want to use that yeah. language yeah. but but sometimes he's directing us and actually i would say all the time he's directing us to know what's on his heart wow and sometimes learning how to partner with that instead of the other way around so good. That's so, anyway. so good. Well, and to what the point of what you're saying too, I would just add, God's heart. We know what God's will is. Yeah. If if we know the word, yeah. and you know what God's will is, if you know the word, I know what God's will is. If I know the word, we know that God's will for each of us, as followers of Christ, is to be transformed into the image of Christ. Yeah. This is God's greatest will. Yeah. For you listening, yes, and for me. So when we start to understand a little bit more, this is about who I'm becoming, not about what I will do. Although God does care about what I will do, yeah, it's I think more about who we're becoming and that we are becoming truly more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And something you said about Joseph, and then you mentioned Moses. The contrast to me is is striking, and I've never seen it this way before. Joseph came from a place of slavery into his God-given destiny. And in that time period, probably felt at times like, I am wasting away. This, my life is a waste. This season, which he didn't even know the season would end, is a waste. But God took him from slavery into his God-given destiny. But with Moses, how interesting. God actually took Moses from a place of luxury, probably one of the wealthiest, nicest places on planet Earth at that time that you could live. He's literally in the palace in Egypt, living a life of luxury, but God takes him from there into the wilderness. And many of you know the story, he leads the Israelite people from their slavery in Egypt Mm -hmm. through the desert, which what a journey. Yeah. 40 years in the desert wandering around and then finally into the promised land. But for you listening today, if you find yourself in a place feeling like maybe like Joseph, I feel like I'm in a pit or I feel like I'm in slavery. I feel like I'm in kind of a wasted time of life. I don't feel like I'm effective. I don't feel like I'm fulfilling my quote God calling or you find yourself in a really comfortable place. You're well off. 
you feel content in life, things are all going really well, I would advise you in the best way, watch out because God is probably writing a story underneath the surface that you're not yet aware of. Mm -hmm. And I'm praying right now for a grace for anyone listening to have eyes to see a glimpse of the story God's writing and listen to the voice of God through the word, through time in prayer and through worship and see if you can catch a, a glimpse of his heart and catch the sound of his voice leading and directing you, maybe calling you into something great like the promised land. Yeah, that'll preach. That'll, that'll preach. That'll preach right there. <laughs> yeah, he's a good father. He is. We, we have a good father and he doesn't he doesn't waste our experiences. No. And and so always always come back to the the character and the nature of who our God is. Yep. If you're finding yourself discouraged in those seasons, come on. Even if, you know, sometimes it's even hard to to hear His voice, or or you read the Word and and it just seems. I I mean, I've gone through times where where you read the Word and it seems empty because you're like, I don't know, you, you know what I mean. Yep. I know this is truth, but it's not like coming alive in me. Yeah. Just refocus yourself on who God is and His amazing amazing love for you and then let let that be the lens through which you see your current circumstances so good and then things will will shift i believe and and you'll start to get more clarity on on what he's doing in your current season come on it's a good word yeah (laughs) so with all this in mind god never wastes a season it's kind of wild because you nate are from what I understand, you're now kind of in what you what you thought was like the season you were waiting for. Like I'm in full-time ministry, I felt called into this. Mm-hmm. And who knows, God knows how long you're gonna be doing what you're doing today. Regardless if you're, if, if you're here with us for one more day or for a lifetime, what do you feel God doing in you that's preparing you for the coming days, the coming years? What has he been changing in you or developing in you in this last year since joining staff? Yeah, that's a, an amazing question and probably not an easy one for me to answer. Um, one thing I learned in my previous job was to be like, I believe it's Paul that says to be content. He was content in all circumstances, yeah. right? And in, in my previous job, I had, I'm, I'm sort of a goal oriented kind of guy, you know? And so I had reached this position in my job that that was my goal. And there's a little part of me that was like, okay, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. But I, I learned to be content in that circumstance and, and actually, um, take joy in where I was at and then just let the the lord work in me and and not necessarily have my eye like thinking about okay what's next what's next what what's next yeah. and i feel like i'm in a little bit of that kind of season right now hmm. where i'm not necessarily looking towards like what i want to do next yeah. but i'm taking joy in in my current circumstance i'm um i'm i'm being content in it yeah. and i'm i'm just listening to what he's wanting to do in me personally and and i think there i I can speak to a few things that that i know he's he's doing in me personally 
One is just taking me into a more intimate and and deeper place with with Jesus. Hmm. And it's something that, you know, we should always be doing, but there's there's this there's this thing that the Lord has been continuing to to speak to me about, you know, returning to my first love and 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 I think that I've reached a place in ministry where um I can't sustain more or greater without going deeper with mm-hmm. him. And I, I want to dig into that. Yeah. What what does that what does that mean practically for you? Or what's how is that translating to your yeah, quiet time with God? Sure. Or just talk about that's that. A, yeah, that's a good question. A lot of times when I'm I'm praying or I'm spending time with God, um, I find myself in this past season going after my needs hmm. or the needs of, of people around me, which are lots. When you're a pastor, you, you become aware of a lot of people's yeah. needs, right? Yeah. And so you're praying into those things. You're praying into um, being able to have have a word that, that connects yeah. with uh, the body of Christ and in the church, like all these different things. Like you have a lot of things that you're, you're asking the Lord for. Yeah. And, and I think I fell into a pattern of that where he's just wanting me to go into a place with him where i'm just there to spend time with him where i'm there to to say i love you jesus over and over and over again wow and 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 keep saying that yeah um where i might just turn everything off and just hear his voice yeah um or or not having an, an agenda yeah in my in my time with him even now like in my bible reading time i've had i I was thinking about it last night i've been in bible reading plans for the last (laughs) i don't know how many years two Mm -hmm. or two or so years and i've i've gone through the bibles i think three and a half times or something over that time And, and um i just finished a plan not too long ago and and I'm finding so much joy in in just being able to read wherever he leads me. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is this is refreshing. Wow. And I know at, in another season, I, yeah. I'll need that discipline of like, okay, I want to I want to systematically go through the Bible because there's there's so much in that as well. Yes. Yes. Um, but but just spending time with him um, to be with him and not to have any other agenda. And so yeah. that that's definitely something he's doing in me. Yeah. I think he's he's um, calling me to a greater level of risk in in ministry. Wow, um, and that's something I'm still still working on, as we we all are. Yep. Um, but that I, I think, and that comes down to growing your faith. Yep. And I think um, you can you can grow your faith by. Um, listening to testimony by filling yourself with the word of God by yeah. um, spending time with him all, all these different things yeah but but really building building your faith there's even um, I think it's Jude 20 that talks about building yourself up in most holy faith and and actually uh, praying in the spirit as yeah. being something that that does that yes and so doing all those things to kind of build my build my faith so I am ready to operate in a 
greater level of risk and greater level of submission to, to him. Yes. Wow. And that's beautiful because the connection between really the first thing you said, intimacy with God, um, going to a deeper place with Jesus, connection between that and faith and risk and stepping out is huge. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like um, a boxer who doesn't train but decides one day like, oh, there's a big fight tonight. I'm going to put $10,000 down on the fight. I've always wanted to be a boxer, but he's never prepared for the fight. So this is not going to be a good outcome for him in the ring. Yeah. Versus someone who's prepared day in and day out when nobody was watching. And I think that's a beautiful outflow of that intimacy with Christ, of going to a deep place with Jesus consistently, regardless of if anyone else knows who you are or knows that you do that. Yeah. or not there's a great power in there that i think god's probably calling all of us to a deeper place and i might just ask you to pray um over us you know we can't actually come to the father unless the holy spirit draws us right so you might be listening and saying like well i want that but i don't know how to do that yeah. i don't know how to i don't know how to go deeper with jesus i don't know how to just have a deep quiet time all of a sudden well i would say it's going to be the holy spirit's work inside of you and i would just ask you pastor nate would you pray for us even in closing yeah just that the holy spirit would draw our hearts into that place of deeper intimacy with him and pray as the spirit leads into anything else yeah before i pray um i just want to encourage you like like pastor chris was saying that to have a hunger for him and that hunger comes both from a, a you positioning yourself in a place of like okay i i want you like saying that and and thinking that and believing that but also the holy spirit's work in you yep and opening yourself up to that yeah thank you thank you father Yeah, Lord, I just pray for every listener out there who is desiring to know you more, to desiring, who's desiring to have intimate relationship with you, but but doesn't know what that looks like, or, or maybe even doesn't necessarily know what that means. But we thank you that you you sent your son Jesus, who who revealed who you are. That's what Jesus said he he came to do is to reveal the Father and to only do what he saw you doing and only say what he heard you saying. And, and we thank you that, that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. And the, the, the primary goal of the Holy Spirit is to reveal who Jesus is and Jesus reveals the Father and so it's this this beautiful intertwining of the the Trinity uh, that that uh, we get to have relationship with and so I just pray right now Holy Spirit that you move on every person out there Holy Spirit, I ask that you move. I ask that the the spirit of revelation would come and what is revealed is who Jesus is and what is revealed is who the Father is. And Lord, I pray right now that if there are any barriers 
God, that they would be broken down in the name of Jesus. If, if there's barriers of, of religion or what um, we think it's supposed to be like, God, I pray um, that those would be broken down. I pray that if there are barriers of offense, of things that have happened in our lives that we've attributed to, to God and his doing, when that is actually a lie and it was, it was the enemy, Father, I pray that all offenses would be stripped away in the name of Jesus. And I just pray the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is so powerful. I pray it over every listener, God. And I just pray that there would be waves of, of the presence of God um, for the listeners out there, for those that even ha have couldn't even say that, oh, I felt God's presence before, that right now that they might feel a warmth or they might feel a tingling or they might feel a great sense of peace or they might even feel like a cool breeze on their back. Whatever it looks like for them, I pray that your presence would fall on your people right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray that as they draw near to you, that you would draw near to them. Father, that you would you would bring them into this place of intimacy, God, and that they would they would see you for who you are, and not through the lens of Jesus. of anything else, but through the lens of your word. And so, Father, encounter them, Holy Spirit, encounter them, Jesus, encounter them. I pray that they get a revelation of of the beauty of Jesus Christ, the holiness of Jesus Christ and that that an awe of who you are would be deeply rooted inside of them and that draws them to you constantly and consistently. Yeah, so we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. I thank you for transformed lives for, for people out there listening and for our lives that have been transformed. In your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, this has been an amazing conversation. I'm stirred and encouraged. I and am too. <laughs> it happens every time we, we talk. Nate, Nate and I get to chat quite a bit. Yeah. And I love it. A lot of times for our meetings, we have some type of agenda and it takes us about 40 minutes to get to it yeah. because this kind of conversation can <laughs> just right. start taking place, which I just love, um, man. Yeah. Iron sharpening iron. That's right. It's real guys. Yes. <laughs> hey, everybody out there. Thanks for joining us. I want to say thank you once again to pastor Nate for allowing me to host, uh, this session and, just for sharing from your heart. I just so appreciate hearing from you again. Everyone, we pray that you're blessed and we look forward to seeing you on an upcoming Sunday. Come join us at the House of Prayer Tuesdays at 6 p.m. or Wednesdays at 11.30 a.m. Yes. And we hope to see you soon. Yeah. Until next time, keep the fire burning. Keep the fire burning.